Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna me for my ambition. Wow, we have quite the show today. It is a Monday, February 1st, 2016. Think about it. Weekend recap. We are now in February of the NBA or just basketball season in general. You got you got uh, high school teams getting in it. You got college basketball teams are really starting to think about the tourney. The NBA is right around the corner with the All-Star break. We are really in the dead heat of the NBA season, and we have just finished up and concluded the crazy month of January where really the stretch run has been played out. Now we get into the stretch run as as in the dog days of the season are pretty much over. Once we get to the All-Star break, everyone's kind of chugging along, getting to the All-Star break now at this point. Episode 62 here on the Hooper's Log on CLNS Radio through the FanDuel Studios. My name is Simo Buckets. Andrew Norris is on the line. We'll get him on in just a moment. The phone number is 323-642-1558. A very intriguing weekend of basketball over the weekend. A lot of things that happened in a crazy – I'm telling you, after the Super Bowl, because it is Super Bowl week here in uh, in the world of sports right now, um, but once the Super Bowl is over, I'm telling you, this basketball season is looking like it's going to take a giant turn for just serious drama, serious, uh, just just newsworthy topics to get to. It is going to be an insane month of basketball after the All-Star break. I, I got a feeling the trade deadline is going to be insane. But Andrew Norris is here on the line. Andrew went to the Cleveland and Detroit game last this last Friday. Andrew, how was your weekend and what's up, man? My weekend was uh, great and terrible at the same time. Obviously, the game was extremely fun. Uh, I'm sorry if you guys can hear some beeping right now. I'm trying to get that to stop. Um, <laughs> my game, uh, that that game was, it, it was uh, a ton of fun. My section was awesome. Uh, there was a ton of drunk people all around. So we were probably the loudest section in the entire building. I actually went back and listened uh, at one point in the game. Uh, or for a lot of the game, the guy behind us, I mean, he was wasted. And he was uh, saying King James as loud as he could, as deep as he could, and it was so, so funny. Um, he, he was he was actually, uh, you could hear him on TV for, for a little bit of the game. He was being that loud. Uh, you know, we, we actually gained a new follower. I don't know if he's listening to the show. I believe his name's Tony Merlo. Uh, he's yeah, the guy that sat next to me. We talked basketball. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, 
you, you know, met him at the game. Met, met a lot of cool people at the game. Um, and, and whenever you get to see, even even when your team loses, you got to, I got to watch LeBron play. I got to watch yeah. Kyrie play. I got to watch KCP block LeBron James unlike anybody I've ever seen before. And, I mean, I was yeah. right behind that play. Like, if you look, watch the TV, they zoom up a little bit. I'm a row above where they're showing. I mean, I saw all oh my. It was it was un freaking believable that game. My weekend though, I mean, I've I've been sick all weekend. I've had this crit, crappy ass cold. Um, I, I started going back to the gym this weekend though, uh, and the first day I went back to the gym was also the day where I was the most sick. And yeah. God, and that was that was probably Thursday actually. But God, when I finished, dude, my nose. I felt like my nose was bleeding fire. Oh, it was I could barely breathe. It was bad. But you know, I had I had an awesome workout yesterday. I I'm excited to be back in the gym and soon I'm gonna be a member of the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> hey, you never know. You could be the next Ben Wallace or the white Ben Wallace. Uh anyway, the point is is uh on the show today I and, and the one thing you got to see the one thing you got to see at the game was you got to see Kevin Love really step up. And we'll get to that here in a little bit, obviously, as we talk about that game. We'll talk about what happened again against the Spurs. A lot of things happened this weekend with the Cavaliers that are having me warm up to them a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm fully bought in, but if they were a stock, I would put some money in. I wouldn't put a lot in, but I'd put some. I'm getting to that point where I'm warming up. I'm not a true believer like you are yet, Andrew, but I'm getting there after the firing of David Blight, obviously, about a little over a week ago. Um, but, again, today is a packed show, a guaranteed hour-long show today. We're going to talk about the top ten performances in the month of January on the Wet Boys Performance Scale. It should be very juicy. There were a ton of amazing performances this last month. Obviously, we'll talk about our Players of the Week about half a half an hour through the show, and then Players of the Month will also talk about those about a half an hour. But let's recap the weekend, Andrew. You ready to get it going? Let's do it. Let's get it going. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. NBA weekend over this past weekend was insane. I mean, it was just it, we're finally starting to see the fruition of our work, Andrew. We're 62 episodes in. I remember when we began this journey back in October. Now we're 62 episodes in, about 13, 14 weeks into the season. We're past the halfway mark. We're about two weeks away from the All-Star break, and we're the ones who've really been covering the entire sport, unlike the most of national generic sports talk radio media out there. We have been covering the sport the whole time. We know what's up. We know what's been going on, and for those of you listening, you know what's going on because you've been listening to us for the last two, almost three months now going on, and we're going to head into February with a lot of great things to go. But in the world of the NBA over the weekend, let's just fly through it. The Celtics beat the Magic 113-94 on Friday. Obviously, if you heard me on my night show, I kind of talked about some of these games and how they were going. Obviously, the Cavalier Piston game, we'll talk about that in a second, and Andrew can talk more. He just kind of mentioned what he said, but I want to ask him one question after we go. But anyway, the Magic Celtics beat the Magic. They're now 27-21 and after that game. On Friday, they get the victory, um, and the Magic, again, they look like they're just back to earth. They look like they're back to earth, and the Celtics look like a team that is a team to be reckoned with as we move forward in the Eastern Conference. Now, obviously, as you notice in the standings now, if you're checking out the standings, I would suggest you do here on Monday, uh, February 1st, 2016. Check them out because the East is turning into a a conference now where it's really two teams and the rest. You got Toronto and Cleveland who are five games up on everybody else. And then you got 
and then you got pretty much everyone from three through through eight, which I think it's going to stay the same. It's going to change seating wise, but those those eight teams I think are going to be the eight teams in the East. But the Celtics are a team that are starting to whittle their way through the Eastern Conference, and they could potentially see themselves hanging out around a potential you know three four spot in the East by the end of the season, and that could happen. This team has been playing a lot better together, and I'm not just saying that because I'm here on CLNS Radio. I'm being truthfully honest. This team 27 and 21 after this ball game. I believe they won yesterday as well. We'll talk about that in a second. But that was an, that was an outstanding game by them getting the victory on Friday. Cavs and Pistons, again, Andrew just mentioned it, 114-106, to 106, the Cavs get the victory. And Kevin Love was really the performer of the game. Yes, LeBron James had an outstanding game, but Kevin Love really was the performer in that one. 29 points, six rebounds, three assists. Andrew, what did you see from Kevin Love while you were at the game live? Did you see a, a, a presence from him that you haven't seen on this Cavs team the past year and a half? Or was he kind of the same regular Kevin Love that we've seen in the past? What was Kevin Love's presence at that ball game when you watched in Detroit on Friday night? Oh, it was unbelievable. Because, and I'm not even – the stat line, throw it to the side. Um, the way this guy's been acting, not only uh, defensively, but off the ball offensively, is tremendous. Now, I hope it's not a honeymoon phase with Tyron Lue where he's like, wow, this right. is going to really work out for me. He's excited and does it. But – I mean, we saw it there. We saw it against the Spurs. Defensively, he's looked great. He's into it. He's moving. He's all over the court. He's not just standing in the corner waiting for three. He's in the elbow. He's passing out of the elbow, which we didn't see much because he knew he had to get his shots off when he touched the ball. Um, and it's worked out, man. I mean, he's fighting to watch again. He's all over the place, and he's confident as hell. I mean, he's confident as hell right now. Um he really believes, you know, he's the second-best player on that court over Kyrie, and not in a bad way, in a good competitive way. Um, he, he, Night in, night out, he goes, and he's, he's ready to compete now. Um, I'm not sure if they play tonight, uh, but if they do, you know, it, we're a little over a week in now, so it'll be interesting to see how it stands up and if it's something he's going to be doing consistently. Yeah, that's really what the key is going to be for him to see what he can do here over the next couple of weeks leading up to the break. And I told you this, and I know you're a big believer in the Cavs, even when Tyron, even, even when Tyron is there, but considering the way coaches have been being fired, and we'll get to the Jeff Hornacek firing in a second, but with how these coaches are being fired, it's almost odd. It's almost like a, one of those notes where you're like, what's the point of the head coach anymore? And we talked about that almost when uh, at the end of November or at the end of, excuse me, at the end of, uh, end of November, early beginning of December when Luke Walton won coach of the month. And we sat there and we said, what's the real point of coaches? And it's getting to that point where it's like, what, what is it that the GMs are seeing that we're not? And you mentioned that earlier about how Tyron Liu is maybe a better fit for this team and a better overall chemistry, you know, builder with this team than David Blatt was. But it's interesting to see that a guy who led the conference 30 and 11 at the time, now they're 33 and 12, still, still great. Um, but to see that happening and obviously seeing Jeff Hornacek get fired when you know that the Suns are going through a rebuilding situation. They got destroyed by the Knicks, 102-84. to 84. And they also got beat by the Mavs uh, later on in the week. And, and Jeff Hornacek is now out as the Phoenix coach. They're now 14-35. They're not playing great basketball. But they also lost Eric Bledsoe for the season. Uh, uh, Brandon Knight's been hurt off and on. Those are your two catalysts. And when they're not in the ball game, you're not going to succeed. I know the Suns should be better with Tyson Chandler. I know they should be better as a team. But they're an average ball club at best, and they have ran into a buzzsaw of injuries over the last couple of seasons, over the last couple of weeks, if not the last couple of months. 
And for a team to be 14 wins in the West with that lack of talent outside of Devin Booker, who's really stepped it up as a rookie, and he might he might be creeping into the conversation. He's not going to get rookie of the year. He's not going to ultimately hold the trophy by the end of the season. But he might be creeping into the discussion by the time the season ends. This guy has really been the carrying force for this team. Now, has it led to victories? No, it, it shouldn't. He's not, he's not that great. But he has been putting up numbers that have made you think, okay, if this guy develops and gets better and gets older over time, we're looking at a guy that could be a multiple-time all-star. 21.3 assists in that game against the Knicks in the Mecca in a big-time spotlight. Right on the Knicks aren't the best team in the country in the, in the in the NBA, but that's still a big spotlight for a rookie. And for him to do that against a team with Chris Dapps, Porzingis, and Carmelo Anthony and playing that well, it goes to show you that the Suns aren't out of the water that we think. I know they've fired their whole coaching staff. I know that they've gotten rid of Jeff Hornacek. I know changes are happening. But what can you make from this Suns team real quick before I jump back to the Cavaliers? What's your take on this Jeff Hornacek firing? I mean, this isn't something that I think was just abrupt and, like, wasn't an idea for a while. Um, it really, really gained steam when Eric Bledsoe went down, and they, yeah. did, I believe, 2-15. and 15. I, mean, I think they're, like, 2-15 and 15 in their last 17 or something like yeah. that. Uh, they, I mean, they're just not a good team. And even even these players who are putting up numbers, like Devin Booker, are going out there and they're they're just numbers because it's just isolation ball. I mean, I, I watched. The, I believe this team in one half this year scored like 26 points. Um, the offense isn't improving. It's uh, the each individual player is improving, but that's because they finally have opportunities they didn't have before because right. the whole team is in a wheelchair. Um, yeah. But, you know, the team as a whole, I don't believe, is improving. The morale's not that high. I mean, look at the whole Marquise Morris thing this year. Do you think that happens yeah. if Greg Popovich is the coach? Or even, even if Tyron Lue is the coach, I don't think that happens. No. Uh, yeah. And I think I don't think him in the front office were a good fit. I do think he's a decent coach, but I don't think that was the right situation at all. Uh, I think it's a happy marriage, and I think he'll be an assistant coach for a while before getting another head coaching gig. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he needs to get kind of step back first and then jump back into the conversation because, again, the Suns – and the Suns have been this way for the last two or three, if not four seasons. They haven't been anything since Steve Nash left. They've been really kind of a kind of a run-of-the-mill ball club, just an eh, average team. Like you said, stuck in the ninth spot, stuck in the tenth spot in the West. They can never get over that hump. They don't quite have that it factor, and that's a really scary place to be. And now I think they're finally starting to see maybe we just need to kind of – I don't want to say tank – Maybe we just kind of need to slow up our role and trying to compete a little bit because we got to build for the future at this point. We can't build for a guy, for a, for a, for a team that really is average at best when they're all healthy. And they have been hurt for the last month and a half now with Eric Bledsoe being out. And for that being the case, you're talking about a team that doesn't really have a chance at all competing in the Western Conference. And so for them, losing Jeff Hornacek, now it's really a time for them to just start rebuilding And if you look at the standings, I mean, really, there's five teams in the NBA right now that you can indicate that are done for the season, and the Phoenix Suns have just stepped into that realm, firing Jeff Hornacek. The Lakers are done, Timberwolves are done, Suns are done now, and then obviously the Nets and 76ers, who have been done for the last two months, the 76ers have been. But outside of that, I mean, you're looking at those are the five teams in the NBA. So we're starting to really whittle our way down to who's eligible of being a potential postseason threat and we're seeing that, and the, and the Phoenix Suns really just did throw their name in the ballot after that one. Again, I know we just, we just kind of shoveled away from the Cavaliers-Pistons 
I want to ask you one more question on that game, because and you were there. Andre Drummond, what did you see from this guy? He had 20 points and eight rebounds in that game against the Cavs, against stiff opponents like the Cavs, who are clearly the best team in the Eastern Conference. But Andre Drummond is the best center in the East. What did you see from him in that one in the, 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 the Palace there in Detroit? How did you see his game performance? He went 20-8 and eight for that one. Yeah, he's just not intimidated by anybody or anything. Uh, the only Good. thing that kind of scares this guy is the free throw line. Other than that, I mean, he wants, like, when he's, he's, uh, for that KCP block is the perfect, the perfect play to explain this. Um, the reason LeBron pulled up for three is because Andre Drummond was waiting underneath the basket. He fell down on defense. He didn't get back quick. He saw that the ball got stolen, and he waited underneath the basket for LeBron, like, I dare you to try. So LeBron was like, well, I mean, this guy's seven foot, three hundred pounds. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm huge, but I'm not that. So LeBron yeah. was gonna pull up for the, but it just showed Andre Drummond sat there. He was in his defensive position and stared him down like, "Come get me! I dare you!" And, and he didn't even yeah. try. Uh, his his post game was awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. he like Mokov scored on him on one end, and he was just like, "Oh my god!" He went down and hit a beautiful lefty hook. Um, he. He, uh, you know, the rebounding was a little disappointing, but, I mean, every game you can't be the best rebounder in the world. Uh, right. And he's just not scared. And he's, he knows he's better than all the other big men he's going to play, except for, like, Boogie Cousins. But even then, I think he thinks he's better than DeMarcus Cousins yeah. in his mind. Um, he's, he's, I mean, dude, he's great. He's, he's tough. Uh, he, I mean, he's got a little bit of the fake tough guy in him as much as I can say it. Um, he is yeah. tough, but he's also kind of the he'll stare down the rest in a way that you're kind of like, okay, no need for that. You kind of look silly type thing. Um, he's he's the type of guy you're going to want on your team come a playoff series because that's going to be where he shines. He wants the ball. I mean, when when Sam Angoni takes this guy out late in games, he is he's angry, he's disappointed, he knows it's his fault, but he hates it more than anything because he wants to be out there in those big situations. That's good to hear because this is the guy I've been, I mean, you and I have been harping on the last two, three months. Basically, since the first month or or half month of the season, we've been saying this is the best, this is the best, if not the second best center in the NBA and definitely the best center in the East. There's no one that can compare to him in the Eastern Conference. And hearing that from your perspective, seeing the ball game is a big time plus for me to, to really say, look, he's still young. He's still got a lot of growth. But as a player and how he's improved the last two or three seasons has been immense i mean i mean i remember two years ago when i was playing nba 2k or watching him live i was like man this guy is just a defensive hog he can't do anything else now he's got offensive moves yes he still struggles from the free throw line but he's got offensive moves the guy can completely dominate on both ends of the court now and that is a big time plus for the for the detroit pistons and where they're growing as an organization let's fly through the rest of these games on friday rockets lose to the thunder again james harden playing against his old team in thunder the thunder beat them 116 to 108 the thunder are coming around and they're playing a really really good basketball they're looking like the third team in the west potentially they could skip the spurs i'm not saying they will i don't think they will but they're playing unbelievable basketball as of late. Kevin Durant played outstanding in that one. 33 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, a 57 on the whiteboard with a performance scale. Russell Westbrook, 26 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds, a triple-double, a 64 on the whiteboard with a performance scale, performance of the night on Friday. And James Harden, how can you forget about this guy? 33 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals, a 56 on 
the whiteboard, the performance scale, but the Thunder get the victory in OKC. They're now 36-13 and 13 after this one. They played unbelievable in that one. Heat beat the Bucks 107-103. to 103. They get the victory there. Dwayne Wade, 24 points. Giannis Antetokounmpo got a little upset in that one. 28 points for him. Not quite what the Bucks want to see. The Bucks are creeping their way back up into the conversation in the Eastern Conference, but I still don't think they're going to take the leap now. They're still at 20-29. Mavericks get the Nets. 91-79. Again, Brooke Lopez, wiper worthy performance, 28 points. 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, of 56 on the left with the field. The guy is the best player on the team. Thaddeus Young is kind of making his own stride, but that team is just not good enough yet. We've talked about them before the season. They're still not there. Jazz beat the Timberwolves 103-90. to The Jazz hanging in there. They're now 21-25 and after that game, trying to hang in there. Rudy Gobert again, another double-double, 14 points, 12 rebounds, and 2 assists. But Carl Anthony Towns staying in the lead, in my opinion. As the rookie of the year, 32 points, 12 rebounds, and an assist. He had a 50 on the white board. The performance scale, an outstanding performance by the rookie there. Not good enough, but the Jazz get the victory. Trailblazers get another victory, 22-26. and 26. This team keeps on surprising us. Again, still hovering around that eighth, ninth spot in the Western Conference, finding a way to stay relevant in the West. Damian Lillard proving why he was the biggest snub in the NBA All-Star game this, uh, the, the, this past, uh, past week. And uh, him getting the victory, they getting the victory there, 109-91 to over the Hornets in Portland, a big-time win there. Clippers destroying the Lakers, 105-93. Chris Paul, 27.7 assists. Not quite weapon-worthy, but the Clippers, again, they're looking for real, too. And we'll talk about that game on, on Sunday, yesterday, here in just a moment. But let's get to the Saturday games real quick. Uh, we'll talk about some college basketball here in a moment, too. But the game on Saturday that I want to I want to poke at you, Andrew, real quick, Warriors beat the 76ers on a on – a, uh, Harrison Barnes three-pointer. What did you see from this Warriors team in this one as they win and they go to 43-4 and four after the Saturday game winning 108-105 to over the Sixers? Uh, first of all, the refs are idiots because there was .4 seconds left on the clock and they put it at .2, um, which made me a little bit angry because that says you can't catch and shoot. you got to tip it in, which is impossible from the three-point line. Um, yeah. Second of all, it showed. I mean, the, the Warriors are tired, man. They couldn't finish the game yeah. out. Uh, they, they are tired already, and we're, we're not even past the All-Star break yet. And the hardest part of their schedule is still to come. Well, not the hardest part. They passed the hardest part. Um, yeah. But the, harder, the harder half is, is coming up. Yes. Uh, so, you know, three more games against the Spurs, and they, you know, 72 wins, and then you have a whole playoff playoff run before, you know, the finals this they're already tired. They're, they should be very happy with the extended all-star break these last two years. Um, and they got to be careful, man, because they're, uh, I think they're treading water right now and, and just hoping, hoping that this all-star break lets them come out alive, come out uh, awake. But, I mean, Steph Curry last night started out 0 for 6 from the field in the first, like, yeah. minute and a half. Uh, he, yeah. he scored 14 they're turning the ball over. I mean, and this was last night against the Knicks, not against the 76ers, but it was just they have looked bad back-to-back games. Obviously, the score last night didn't indicate that, but they just don't look like that 72-win uh, team lately. And, I mean, not they can't be perfect the whole year, but they got to be damn near perfect to win 72 games. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting there. Other games from Saturday, Raptors and Pistons, a big game there. The Raptors get another victory over the Pistons. I believe they've won 10 in a row, or if I'm going to say, uh, 
they, they've, they've been playing unbelievable basketball. The Raptors have been. They have found a way to step up, and what a perfect time right before the All-Star break in their home building in Toronto. They're stepping up at the perfect time, and they're now 32-15, and 15, hanging around right behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to beat the Cavs in a seven-game series, but they might make it interesting with the way they've been playing now. Now, unfortunately, I think they're peaking a little too early, unfortunately at the wrong time. Now, if they can keep playing like this for the next month and a half, then maybe we've got a beef, but right now it's a little early to be peaking this time of the year. But getting the victory over the Pistons, 111 to 107. DeMar DeRozan, outstanding game there by him. Nuggets and Pacers with the overtime. Pacers get the victory. Monte Ellis, performance, one of the best performances of the day. 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists, three steals on Saturday. He played outstanding in that one. The Pacers get the victory and stay pace with the Eastern Conference in that one. Nets lose to the Pelicans. Pelicans are creeping their way back into the conversation in the Western Conference. They're doing it. They're making it happen. I told you, Andrew. I told you before the season, man. This team was going to suck the first two months, and now they're creeping their way back into the Western Conference. It's happening. Ryan Anderson is really the catalyst to this team. When Anthony Davis hasn't been picking it up, Ryan Anderson has. 24 points in that one, six rebounds, five assists. This guy is picking up his ballgame, and really, really, he's the guy carrying this team for the Pelicans right now in the Nets. They couldn't quite get it done again, but Brooke Lopez, wiper worth performance, 33 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks, and three steals. Another outstanding big man performance by him in Brooklyn. Anthony Davis, he played good in that one too, but really Ryan Anderson was the main factor. But Anthony Davis got his numbers, 20 points, 16 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks, and 52 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. Other games to mention, Wizards beat the Rockets 123-122. to 122. Defense was not a factor in that one, but two players to mention. John Wall, 19 points, 13 assists, eight rebounds, and two blocks. As the Wizards get the victory of 52, or excuse me, 55 on the whiteboard with the performance scale by John Wall. James Harden, performance of the night and of the weekend. 40 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, and 4 steals. A 73 on the whiteboard. The performance field outstanding by him there. By James Harden, a star away the performance by him. They couldn't quite get the victory, but that was a big one performance by him. Kings lose to the Grizzlies again. Marcus Gasol stepping up. I think the Kings have gotten a little tired as of late. DeMarcus Cousins got hurt a little bit in that one. Uh, Grizzlies get the victory 121-117. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. Uh, we'll talk about that situation a little bit later. Le- Le- LeBron James. Did get a big-time performance against the Spurs. Now, this is the game I really wanted to poke at you, Andrew. I know we don't got very much time. But the Cavs get the victory, 117-103. to What was your take on this ballgame? As a Spurs fan, I can tell you I was not that upset. It did make me think, okay, the Cavs are coming back. They're, they're, they're playing better, but I'm still not sold. And the Spurs have had kind of a down, down week. They lost to the Warriors. They now lost to the Cavs. They're not playing amazing, but they're also playing tough teams. I give them kind of an edge. I give them kind of a break because they've been kind of tired and this and this. But they're still thirty nine and eight. I can't be upset. How can you be upset as a Spurs fan? They're playing unbelievable. Um, I mean, as a Spurs, as a generic Spurs fan, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, I lost to the Cavs. What's going on? Oh, they're fine. Stop it. Thirty nine and eight is fantastic. The Cavs are the team that lost their head coach because they quote unquote have issues and a lot. I don't know what's going on, but the point is, the Cavs are thirty four and twelve. They des- they destroyed the Spurs. Clearly, the better team on this night. And really, again. LeBron James had the white boy performance, 29 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, 2, two steals. Just a loaded stat line, a 52 on the white boy performance scale. But the Cavs get the victory, and Kevin Love was really the guy who sparked the game. If it wasn't for Kevin Love's performance, this probably would have been a lot closer than we thought. But when Kevin Love shows up, I'm telling you, this Cavs team is dang near unbeatable. I'm telling you, they, they destroyed the Spurs on national TV. What do you think about that one, Andrew? Well, I mean, the Cavs are something like 46-8. and eight. In their last 54, that or in yeah, something like all that love 
Irving and LeBron have all played together. Um, so some of stirs like that. Uh, this game proves that after seven days, Tyron Lue is already three times the coach David Blatt ever was in an M- in the NBA game. Uh, yeah. If you go back and watch the tape of this game, you'll see how little Ka- Kawhi guarded LeBron. And that was the game plan going in. Have Kevin Love get his, but get LeBron away from Kawhi. And, and every time up the court, they switch. They made the Spurs switch every single time. It was unbelievable. Yes. And the game just came easy to LeBron. I mean, he dominated the game. Uh, it looked like it looked like the 2012-2013 LeBron where it was just so easy. You know, I, I mean, since Tyron Lewis taking over, I think he's shooting like 65% from the field or something absurd like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 you, you saw them go to the – okay, we got to lead, got to preserve it. We're just going to have Kyrie take over because we know we're going to get a good amount of scores on that, and, and we know they're too tired to adjust to it. Um, he he made all the right uh, – he outcoached Greg Popovich in his fourth yeah, NBA game. In his fourth NBA game. I don't think people understand how how unbelievable that is. Um, yeah. but, but he did in every way, shape, or form, adjustments, matchups, switches, rotations with the defense, everything was it was done perfectly. And of course, the Cavs had a lot more motivation coming in, but that, let's not act like the Spurs weren't motivated. They just got beat by 30 to Golden State. Um, yeah. This is the, this is the, this is the, this Cavs team right now is better than the Cavs team we saw going into the playoffs last year, right now. And they mm-hmm. have 40 more teams, almost 40 more games to get, get even better. Um, Watch out. My 2016 NBA Finals pick makes me more and more confident every single day now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, real quickly before I get to your players of the week and players of the month, and then you got to go soon, Andrew. Uh, but Bulls and Clippers, Clippers look for real now. I'm telling you, I think the Clippers now, and you say that the Cavs are the team making you feel more and more confident. The more and more the Clippers play, the more and more they make me feel confident in picking them win the title. They destroyed the Bulls on Sunday night. Sunday morning, excuse me, 120 to 93, 32 and 16. The Clippers are now DeAndre Jordan, white boy, the performance, 20 rebounds, or 20 rebounds, 17 points, four assists, and four blocks. A 49 on the white boy, the performance scale, but 20 rebounds will always get you there. Uh, and then Draymond Green, he he also had an outstanding game, a triple double in the Mecca, 116 to 95. Now 44 and five, think 44 and four. Think about this. All they got to do is go 29 and five the rest of the season who's to say they can't break the record that is that is doable at this point for the Warriors yes they're tired I agree I don't think that they're going to ultimately get it but they're going to come darn close they're going to come so close to that record it's going to be stupid like I think they're going to win like 71 and 11 that's that's where I see this team going that could be possible and that could happen and what they've done the first 48 games of the year it is totally doable and Draymond Green showed that he is here to stay with getting a triple double in the Mecca. Big-time game there for the Warriors as they get the victory 116-95 to 95 over the Knicks. Those were your white boy points. He had 20 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 59 on the white boy performance scale by Draymond Green in that one. Other scores, I'm just going to fly through them. Uh, Heat beat the Hawks 105-87. to 87. Magic, Magic did beat the Celtics, so they beat them instead of the Celtics beating them. So Magic beat the Celtics 119-114. to 114. 
Mavericks beat the Suns 91-78 again. Uh, Hornacek out. He's fired as, as the Suns head coach. Trailblazers 96-83 over the Timberwolves. And Hornets over the Lakers 101-82. Andrew, who are your players of the week last week? And who are your players of the month from January? Uh, players of the week last week, I got co-players of the week in the West and James Harden. Uh, in the East, I do have LeBron. I do think he'll win player of the week. Uh, but when it comes to player of the month, my pick will also be LeBron, but I don't think he'll win because the whole coach thing. And then in the West, yeah. I also have Bucky. So pretty consistent with, with uh, the week and the month. Yeah. I know you got to get back to work, Andrew. You're a busy, busy guy. We'll get you tomorrow on the show, and we'll talk some more rumors and stuff of that nature. And also, for those of you that don't know, we're going to do a night show on Wednesday with Andrew. He's going to do one, and we're potentially going to have a big-time host on the show. Andrew, it's a good one, man. I'll see you on Groundhog Day. Yeah, yep. And just real quick before I go, I want to remind everybody one thing, especially you stupid Heat fans. Uh, Andre Drummond is five years younger than your your beautiful Hassan Whiteside who can't uh, pass the ball out of the post, score a basket, do anything but block a shot. Uh, even though nobody's getting triple doubles with blocks, not blocks. Uh, so I do that. Also, it, uh, it is Terry Foster we're hoping to have on. Featured on ESPN's Bad Boy 3430, uh, the, the one of the hosts of the Millennium Foster Show on 97 won the ticket, the sixth highest rated daily talk show on the radio in the entire country. Okay, I've been listening to this guy since I was like 10 years old. Um, he, was the B, he was one of the writers for the Pistons back in their glory days, back in the Bad Boy days. Uh, again, if you go check out the Bad Boy 30 for 30, he's on there a few times. Uh, really hoping to have him on. Uh, we're in discussions right now. But other than that, guys, peace. All right, Andrew, have a great day, man. I'll see you tomorrow, and definitely that will be interesting. We have some breaking news here on the show before we get to some more things. This is interesting, interesting stuff that I just came across here on the show. Uh, apparently, apparently, Steve Nash is being interested now in being the new coach for the Phoenix Suns. You talk about just weird stuff going on in the NBA you got guys. Yeah, think about this. Steve Nash is a guy that, again, great, great player, but a potential head coaching Interesting. Really, really strange stuff going on in the NBA. Uh, wanted to get to this college basketball stuff before I give you my take on who should be player of the month and player of the week in the NBA. Um, this is who I think this is what I think is going to happen here. Okay, let me just get to my let me get to my pet picks real quick in the world of the uh, of, of the NBA when it comes to players of the month and players of the week. Players of the week, I got James Harden in the West. He has been putting up unbelievable games the last couple of days. And then uh, in the Eastern Conference, I got Dwayne Wade. First of all, Dwayne Wade has been really, really improving a lot this year, and he's been playing outstanding, outstanding basketball. I think he's been really the, the catalyst for this team and for them being playing the way they've been playing the last week. I think he's going to get it in the in the week that was last week. And then the players of the month, DeMarcus Cousins has to get it. He has to get it. The guy was out of his mind this this last month. I mean, he was the best player on the planet this last month in the West. He has to get it in the Western Conference. And in the Eastern Conference, Jimmy Butler has to get it in my perspective because the Bulls have stayed relevant because of his play. Honestly, if Jimmy Butler hadn't been playing the way he's been playing, I don't think that the Chicago Bulls would be where they're at. I think the Bulls would actually fall back into a position where they wouldn't even be they wouldn't even be relevant. I really don't think they would be a relevant team. They might even be at the bottom spot in the eighth. They were playing really bad basketball that first week of the year, of January. 
first week, week and a half. And then all of a sudden, once Martin Luther King game came around, they have been playing lights-out basketball, really solid play, and it's all been because of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has been the guy who has been playing unbelievable basketball out of the play. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where this team would be. I don't know ultimately what they would be looking like, but they have been a team of destiny as of late, really. I mean, outside of Toronto and Cleveland in the Eastern Conference, it's really been it's really been the, uh, the, the Chicago Bulls that have really led the, the charge when it comes to all these things that have gone on. Um, we do have our new rankings in the, uh, in the world of college basketball. They literally just came out. Um, we're going to recap what happened in the world of college basketball tonight. Or from, from Saturday, because Saturday was a crazy night in the world of college basketball. Let's just get to it. Oklahoma beat LSU 77-75, a close one there. Tim Quarterman went off. Ben Simmons went off. Both guys played outstanding, near upset there. Oklahoma got the victory, though, 77-75 to get the victory. Buddy Heald went off, 32.7 rebounds and an assist by him. Unbelievable stuff there, a close one, and a classic on ESPN there as the Big 12 and SEC faced off. North Carolina destroyed Boston College 89-62. They got the victory there at number two. They got they get the eight eight no in the ACC, nineteen and two in the land overall. Kentucky Kentucky Kansas Kentucky ranked twentieth going into this one. Eighty four they lost ninety to eighty four in overtime though. Kansas destroying them in the overtime period now seventeen and four twelve and zero at home are the Kansas Jayhawks. Outstanding stuff there. Another ranked opponent game. Texas A and M beating Iowa State. Texas A&M team is turning into a more and more legitimate program the more and more we talk. 13-0 at home, 18-3 overall, dominating the SEC like we never thought. And Iowa State is a stu- – I'm telling you, Iowa State has – all their losses have been to really, really, really good opponents. They have been an unbelievable team. They just have really had really had bad luck against good teams. I think Iowa State is outstanding. They just have had bad luck against really good teams as of late. I think Iowa State's fine. Texas A&M is just proving that they're more and more legit as time goes forward. Xavier beats DePaul 86-65. Florida upsets number nine, West Virginia, 88-71, as they get the victory there in Florida. A big-time, big-time victory there for them, as, they can, as they're can, as they now 10-1 at home. Talk about a tough team at home beating the number nine team in the country unranked. Big-time stuff for Florida. That could really help them get themselves in the, into the NCAA championship discussion uh, come March. Uh, Providence, uh, into the tournament, I should say. Providence, 73-69 over Georgetown, a close one there, but Providence pulls it out in a Big East matchup. Louisville gets destroyed by Virginia. They're 63-47, the biggest upset in Yum's, the biggest loss in Yum's center history in downtown Louisville. A big-time dominating affair there by Virginia as they destroyed Louisville, a big ACC matchup there. SMU, 19-1 now as they beat Memphis, 80-68. Miami, they got upset by NC State in an ACC matchup. NC State, a big win for them to stay in their contention. Hopes to potentially get into a, a potential NCAA, conference, NCAA championship spot, or should I say NCAA tournament spot. 85-69 over Miami, a dominating game. 16-point win there by them. Baylor beating Georgia. 83-73. Arizona beat their Oregon State. 80-63. Indiana beat Minnesota at a close one. 74-68. And Purdue beats Nebraska. 89-74 in the Big Ten. Again, a lot of stuff happened in the, in the world of college basketball over the weekend, especially on Saturday. Nothing really happened on Sunday, but we do have the fresh new rankings in the world of college basketball. The AP Top 25 has just come out. Uh, actually, it hasn't officially come out yet, but it is like it is like coming out now. The USA Today coaches poll is out, though. I'll just mention that one because we'll talk about the AP coaches. We'll talk about the AP poll tomorrow. North Carolina is the number one team in the nation by the U, by the USA Today coaches poll. Apparently, Duke dropped out of the top 25 in the coaches poll. 
they're not playing good at all. I mean, they're really not playing good basketball. They've, they've really been a team that is not worthy of a ranking in the world of college basketball. Um, Oklahoma is ranked number two. This is the coaches poll. Coaches poll, Maryland number three, Villanova number four, Xavier five, Kansas six, Iowa seven, Texas A&M eight, Virginia number nine, and then Michigan State at 10. And then the, the rest kind of falls down. West Virginia dropped out of the top 10 in the coaches poll. Miami State at number 15. A lot of things overall didn't really change, but the top 10 definitely changes. North Carolina is ranked at number one. A preview for tonight's game, UNC at Louisville, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. You better tune into that one if you're not a big-time NBA fan. There's nine games on in the NBA tonight, and clearly uh, UNC Louisville is the game of the night in college basketball as they are two ranked opponents, big-time ranked opponents in the ACC. It should be a fun one. We'll talk about the rankings more tomorrow. We'll obviously talk about the Steve Nash situation there as he's potentially being looked at as the next head coach. Uh, Obviously, we'll talk more about Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, who could potentially go to the Lakers as a package deal. Not this year, but for the future, they could both meet up in L.A. and try to get this team over the hump to get back to national championship content or not national, but but championship NBA finals contention there in the NBA. Uh, Again, uh, we have our top 10 performances of the month of January. We're right here. I got them for you. I got them for you. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be one of the best games, one of the best performance months that we've had in the NBA ever. I I don't know how any other way you couldn't think so. And if you'd like to call in and talk about them, 323-642-1558. If you're listening through the Apple podcast, you are in for a treat. We have got quite the recap of the month for you when it comes to the performances in January of 2016. Think about where the month began, New Year's Day. Think about where the month ended. We've got a lot of changes in the NBA now, a lot of really concrete things happening as we head into the first day of, of February, Groundhog Days tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about tomorrow, but I really want to get to these top 10 performances in the month of January right now. Again, if you look at your standings in the NBA, you're seeing where all the teams are at, you're seeing what's happened, and it's, it's a major change. I mean, what's happened in the NBA over the last month has completely changed. So I mentioned that from the beginning. I mentioned what it might look like, and it has. And it, and it has changed a lot. And what, what to expect for the, the next couple of months, two months, couple of months and a half. You know, we got two and a half months until the NBA season really wraps up. And if you really think about it, it's really two months until the NBA season wraps up. We're past the halfway mark. The Cavs and Raptors are really the only two teams in the Eastern Conference. Cavs and Raptors, I'm telling you. Raptors, 32 and 15. Cavs, 34 and 12. They're both neck and neck. It's really close. Obviously, the, the Raptors have won 11 in a row. They've played unbelievable. The Bulls, 26 and 20. They've hung in there. They've been playing. They've been treading water. The Heat are right there behind them. They're actually technically around the same spot. The Hawks are right there as well. A half game back of the third spot behind the Bulls. Celtics are right with the Hawks at 27 and 22. Pacers at 25 and 22 are still in the mix. And then the Pistons are hovering at 25 and 23. And everyone else below them really has shown that they're not ready for the competition. They could jump. They could jump into that eighth spot. But are they going to ultimately overtake it over the Pistons? I don't think so. I don't think that will be the case. But it's one of those things where as we keep going along, we're seeing the, we're seeing the mold of what the 2015-2016 season is starting to look like heading towards the postseason. Obviously, with two weeks to go till the All-Star break, we've got a lot of things to look at in the Eastern Conference. And in the West, it's really looked the same. Outside of the bottom portion with the bottom, bottom conference, the bottom of the conference where we have Portland, Utah, 
Sacramento and New Orleans now, and maybe even Denver, those five teams are all really in the mix when it comes to the potential eighth spot in the Western Conference. Outside of that, looking at it from top to the seventh spot, it, it hasn't changed. I don't think it's going to change. I think the only potential change we could see, obviously Memphis and Dallas are going to switch up from time to time. If Houston gets on a roll, which I know they've lost three in a row, but if they get on a roll, they could be a team that could potentially match up with Memphis or Dallas uh, sometime in the next month or in the next couple of weeks. You never know. But the Clippers have been playing outstanding. They've won three in a row. They've won four in a row. The, the Thunder have won three in a row. The, the, the Spurs have not been playing great over the last week, but they're still 39-8, and eight, and the Warriors aren't going anywhere. They're going to stay at the top spot, I think, for the rest of the year unless they hit into a cold patch. I don't see that happening anytime soon. It's still 1A and 1B and Golden State and San Antonio, and then you got Oklahoma City and the Clippers. In fact, you can make the case it's really just Golden State that's 1A. And then it's the Spurs at 2, 2A, Oklahoma City at 2B, and then the Clippers, I feel like, have made it to 2C. They're, they're really right there in the two-pack of the of the NBA, you know, of the top spots in the NBA. And then Memphis, Dallas, and Houston are all really just kind of hanging out behind them and watching. They're nowhere near them overall talent-wise. But really the West is turning into really a three-team battle right behind Golden State now at this point. And now that we enter into February, we're going to know. We're going to know heading into March more of what's going to happen and what's more to come. And you're going to see it take fruition as time moves forward. Let's get to these top ten performances of the month. Top ten performances of the month of January 2016. Here we go. Again, all of these are star-worthy performances, which means they're all 70s or above on the whiteboard. That has never – I don't think that's ever happened when it comes to one month in the NBA. And it happened in January of 2016. uh, It it was amazing. I have two honorable mentions, and they have to be mentioned because they were star-worthy, and they were the only star-worthy that didn't make the top ten, in my opinion. DeMarcus Cousins – He had a 71 on January 23rd, 2016, 48 points, 13 rebounds, and two assists. You talk about just insanity. That is an insane stat line, and it didn't even make the top 10. Didn't even make the top 10. James Harden, from this past weekend, where I told you that he had an unbelievable performance, performance of the weekend, he didn't even make the top 10. 40 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, and four steals, a 73 on the whiteboard with the performance skill. Dominating, dominating stuff on. January 30th, 2016. Unbelievable stuff there by him. Top 10. Here we go. Number 10 on the list. Steph Curry from January 22nd, 2016. 39 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. A triple-double, the same as James Harden's honorable mention, a 73. But the reason why it got into the top 10, it was a triple-double. Whenever you get a triple-double and you get a star-worthy performance, you've got to be in the top 10. You have to because it's it's amazing. 39 points and 12 assists, that's crazy. That's doing it all. That is Russell Westbrook numbers. And and, and Steph Curry's not one to put up Russell Westbrook-type numbers, but he did it in this one on on January 22nd, 2016. Number nine, on the 5th of January, 2016, DeMarcus Cousins, a 74 in the white for performance scale, 35 points, 17 rebounds, six steals, and four assists. Six steals by a big man. Think about that. Six steals, not six blocks, not six assists, six steals. He had four assists on top of that with the 35 and 17 stat line. That is a monster double-double with an extra bit of cheese, pickles, lettuce, you name it. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable performance number nine on the docket. DeMarcus Cousins on the 5th of January 2016, number 74 on the whiteboard of the performance scale. Number eight, 
Kevin Durant on the 26th of January, 2016, a 75 on the wet board, the performance scale, 44 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists. Again, Kevin Durant with 44 and 14. What, do you, what can you say? I mean, what can you say? That, that, is, a, that is a flat-out, lights-out performance right there. Whenever Kevin Durant's putting up 44 and 14, just, just turn off the lights, the party's over. It's Kevin Durant's show. That's, that's what happened on the 26th of January, 2016. That was just a week ago, really. That was really only about a week ago, and he absolutely lit it up on that date. On uh, number seven on the web worthy performance scale, John Wall, 16th of January, a couple of days before Martin Luther King Day. So on Saturday, the Martin Luther King Day weekend, a uh, 76 on the web worthy performance scale on the 16th of January, 2016. John Wall, 36 points, 13 assists, seven rebounds, and get this, seven steals. This guy was all over the – I mean, when you have a point guard getting 36 and 13, that happens. That's amazing. That's great. That is, that is unbelievable stuff. But to add on seven rebounds and seven steals, that right there is, is, is flat-out insane bonker numbers right there because point guards aren't supposed to get seven rebounds. They're not supposed to get seven steals. They can, it can happen, but for him to get seven steals along with having those 13 assists and 36 points, dude is all over the court. Dude was all over the court. And there was a reason why he won player of the week one time in January because this guy was literally carrying his team. If he didn't play the way he played in January, this team would be way out of contention in the Eastern Conference. They might even not even have a shot to get in. That's how bad they really have been playing without John Wall. John Wall's really been the catalyst and the real spark for that team over the last month or so. Jimmy Butler, number six. Number six on the countdown, Jimmy Butler, a 78 on the white boys performance scale. You could probably make out which game this was. This was a couple weeks ago uh, on the 14th of January, 2016. Jimmy Butler, 53 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Look, whenever you get 53 points and 10 rebounds, that's automatically just, just redonkulous. Redonkulous numbers. And then he had six assists on top of it. This game reminds me eerily of what Kyrie Irving did last year against the Spurs, where he went off for 51 points, I believe. He had 10 assists or eight assists or something, a crazy stat line. This is a lot like what Jimmy Butler did with 53 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists, and three steals. This game really is what really made me think that if it wasn't for Jimmy Butler, the Bulls would be nowhere come January, the end of January. Because this January team, at the beginning of January, up until this game, was really struggling. They weren't playing good. They were kind of treading water, playing low-level basketball. And then once he had that performance, this team has really stepped it up and played a lot better as of late. And Jimmy Butler's really been the guy on this team to really get them over the hump. And whenever he does well, the team does well. So I think that Jimmy Butler is really the main reason why he should win the Bulls and why they've been successful is because of Jimmy Butler. And without him, this team is nowhere. And I think they're near the bottom, if not out of the postseason conversation, because of him. And that's why I think he should be player of the month in the month of January 2016. But he had the number six performance on the 14th of January 2016. 53 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, and three steals. God, just crazy numbers right there when it comes to Jimmy Butler on that date. A 78 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. Number five, also a 78, on the 20th of January 2016, James Harden. And the only reason it's above Jimmy Butler is because it was a triple-double. 33 points, 17 rebounds, and 14 assists. Boom, James Harden. That's James Harden in a nutshell. When I saw those stats, I was thinking, oh, God. Oh, God. What, what, who put, who did not put the mint chocolate on James Harden's pillow in the hotel? This guy went off. Like, there was, 
there was something under him in that game that was just like, okay, all right, what do you want, James Harden? What do you want us to do? I want you to think about this. This is a this is a shooting guard who has been criticized because of his play at one-on-one basketball, which he is. He's he's really a one-on-one basketball player who really racks up stats. That's really what he is. But getting 33 points, 17 rebounds, and 14 and I want 14 assists with 33 points. That is by itself. That think about 28 points overall production minimum from the assists plus 33. That's 61 points of production by itself in that ball game. And then you add on the 17. How does a shooting guard get 17 rebounds? Really, think about it. 17 rebounds by a shooting guard. That's insane. A triple-double, a monster triple-double, number five on the White Boy Performance Scales of the month of January 2016, James Harden, triple-double, 33 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists, a crazy number there, 78 on the whiteboard. Now we get into the now we get into the ridiculous, like out of control, out of this world. These performances will be on the end of the year category, and if they aren't, I I, I might go insane with how crazy the NBA might go over this next two two and a half months of performances because this is insane. Number four, Kemba Walker on the 18th of January with a 79 on the whiteboard performance scale. Yeah, you know what game I'm talking about on Martin Luther King Day. By the way, both these next two games are for Martin Luther King Day, which they were crazy. Kemba Walker. 79 on the whiteboard with the performance scale, 52 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, and two steals. He was one rebound and two assists shy of a triple-double. That would have been one of the greatest triple-doubles in NBA history. Now, we already have one of those on this top four that I'm about to mention, but this was unbelievable by Kemba Walker. And it doesn't shock me. I watched this guy play at UConn. I thought he was unbelievable, but this game was just insane on Martin Luther King Day. I mean, tell him, I'm telling you, go back and watch the highlights. The guy went absolutely bonkers from the field. He was making everything he was putting up. On top of getting those nine rebounds and eight assists and two steals, he was all over the basketball court. Campbell Walker, number four on the whiteboard worthy performance skills. Whiteboard worthy performances of the month of January 2016, a 79 again on Martin Luther King Day of 2016. Number three, again, Martin Luther King Day 2016, an 83. Yes, we're getting into the 80s now on the whiteboard worthy performance scale. Dwight Howard, 36 points, 20 six rebounds and four assists. This is the type of stuff we expect from Dwight Howard on a regular basis. Now, maybe not 36 and 26, but maybe like 20 and 20. We expect that from Dwight Howard. 20 and 15, we expect that from Dwight Howard. 36 and 26, that is insane. Along with four assists, guy was all over the place. Guy was unbelievable. 83 on the wet board with the performance scale. Guy was dominating in all facets on Martin Luther King Day again with Kemba Walker. He got ahead of him because he had an 83, and because 36 and 26 is out of this world good stats. Again, that's number three on the whiteboard. Number two, on the 25th of January, 2016, DeMarcus Cousins, 84 on the whiteboard performance scale, 56 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks, the highest scoring output in the NBA this season so far. 56 from a big man on top of 12 rebounds and four assists. He also threw in two blocks. Guy did it all. Guy did it all. DeMarcus Cousins, 84, January January 25th. Just a week ago, literally a week ago, Guy went absolute, I'm telling you, I can't even, it's, words can't even describe it, the domination he did in that game. It was, it was insane, off the charts, unbelievable stuff. Great stuff by DeMarcus Cousins in that one again. 84 on January 25th, 2016, 56-12, 4-2. Crazy game by DeMarcus Cousins there. And then number one on the Wiper Worthy Performances of the Month of January 2016, number one performance of the month, Draymond Green. 
on the second, the second day of the year. On the second day of the year. This might be the performance of the year. This might be. Draymond Green, 29 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists, and four steals. And the reason why he had a higher performance than a guy like James Harden who had similar numbers is because Draymond Green is a big man. And big men get the luxury of the rebound category. They do. They get, they get the luxury. They automatically get the luxury. Reason being, because big men don't get the chance to get as many assists. The points don't come as often, but they do get a lot of rebounds. And Draymond Green has truly been one of the best, if not the best, small forward, power forward forwards in the entire game. And this game proved it. 29 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists is an unbelievable game unbelievable game by him. An 86 on the whiteboard, the performance scale, number one on the month of January 2016. That, was the, that is one of the biggest triple-doubles I've seen in a long time from a power forward forward in the NBA. Unbelievable game by Draymond Green. Number one performance in the month of January 2016. That was a lot of time. That was a lot of stuff there. Um, and again, uh, let's get to these. Let's preview these games for the NBA. I know it's almost been an hour. We got about three minutes left in the show. Let's preview these games for you in the NBA that will be on tonight. There are a ton of games tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine games on the NBA tonight. Cavs and Pacers are on NBA TV. Check this one out. I'm telling you, Paul George and LeBron James. You got to watch that one for sure. Uh, LeBron James and the Cavs are favored by four and a half. Take them. I think they're going to win, but the Pacers, they've been playing well as of late. I think the Cavaliers will win this game and they'll win big. Pistons, Nets, Pistons are favored by six. Take the six. They're going to dominate, although Andre Drummond and Brooke Lopez should be a fun game to watch there. Mavericks and Hawks, that should also be a fun one to watch there as well. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Paul Millsap. I think Dirk got snubbed a little bit in the All-Star game, but I don't think he deserved it over a guy, if, if, if any, of Damian Lillard's stature. Um, Mavericks and Hawks, again, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Check that one out there. Hawks are favored by six. I think the Mavericks cover that one. I think the Mavericks, take the Mavericks plus the six. I think they'll find a way to keep it interesting and maybe even win the ball game. Grizzlies, Pelicans. Pelicans have been playing great basketball as of late, and I know the Pelicans are favored by two and a half in this one. Don't be fooled. The Grizzlies have been playing great basketball most of the year. Not all year, but most of the year. And the Grizzlies, they should win this ball game. They're, they take the, t- take the plus two and a half by the Grizzlies. They should win this game. Wizards, Thunder. John Wall, Russell Westbrook, what else do I need to say? Great game going on there, but the Wizards have not been playing great basketball this entire year. Thunder have been on a roll as of late. Thunder are favored by 9.5. Take the Thunder. They're going to dominate in this one. They're going to beat the Wizards. Magic and Spurs, the Spurs will bounce back and get their, their 40th win of the year. They're favored by 16. Take it. They're going to dominate the Magic tonight you know, in San Antonio. Raptors and Nuggets, Nuggets Raptors are favored by 5.5. Playing the best basketball in the Eastern Conference over the last two weeks, the Raptors have. Favored by five and a half, take them. They're going to beat the Nuggets. They're going to beat them big. Bulls, Jazz, this is going to be another big-time game. The Bulls should dominate this one, and they should get the victory, obviously, as they're the better team. And the Jazz, Jazz are favored by four and a half, though. Interesting. I don't know why they are. They're at home. Maybe the Bulls just struggle on the road. But I'd take the Bulls in this one. I think the Bulls will get the victory, take the plus four and a half. I think the Bulls will win in that one. Bucks, Kings, final game of the night on NBA TV, both really kind of unimpressive teams. The Kings have been playing better lately, and the Bucks have found a way to get back up in the regulated, but the Kings are favored by four. They have DeMarcus Cousins. They're going to dominate. They're going to get the win. Kings will dominate over the Bucks tonight in the NBA. We've got about a minute left in the show, and with that, we'll be back tomorrow. Groundhog Day tomorrow. Think about that. Groundhog Day tomorrow. What does that mean? That means we'll preview what's to come, what's to come on Tuesday. We'll recap for you what happened in today's 
version of the NBA, college basketball. Obviously, UNC Louisville, we'll talk about that one tomorrow. We'll talk about other rumors, Steve Nash potentially going to the Suns, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, all the drama going on in the NBA. There's a lot of it now these days. Once February comes, do you see the drama meal go up? You see it. You see it go up. And it's going to be happening in the NBA. Again, my name is Simo Buckets. Andrew Norris was with me earlier. Episode 62 is in the books. Episode 63 tomorrow, Groundhog Day 2016. Hopefully the groundhog comes up. We get an early dose of spring, and we get it going. March is right around the corner, people. Enjoy the 98. Watch NBA TV. Get it going. Enjoy yourself. Have a great one, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. CLNS Radio out.